Welcome to Fast Facts. I'm Jody. I'm Shelly. We're a new media concept, a co-working space in the design district called The Slate. The most amazing people have walked through these doors. Authors. Entrepreneurs. Community leaders. Dallas natives. And guests from near and far. We're going to bring them in this room and we're going to sit them down and we're going to ask them the questions you are asking too. These will be quick so you can listen on your drive in or your drive home. We are completely off the cuff, but that is the best part yes. about Fast Facts. And the only person you can really be off the cuff with might just be your sister. Truth. Let's see who's slating it. Okay, in-house, we have, like, the powerhouse female team, CEO of the Girl Scouts, Jennifer Bartkowski. Did I get it right? You got it right. Oh, my gosh, I nailed it. And Dr. Hill from DISD, former kindergarten teacher, Skyline High School drill team. Like, what else are you going to add to the repertoire? Tell me. <laughs> well, you never know. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> Well, we love having you guys here. This is what Fast Facts is all about. We have them here doing an amazing panel about confidence, courage, going back to school, building curiosity, feeling safe. And we popped them into the studio, Jodes. And they're working with the best and the brightest. I love it. I love y'all being here. So thank you so much. So whether you're a kindergartner or a fifth grader or a 15-year-old, going back to school, what is the message we need to be putting out there because it's just a confusing, um, stressful kind of time. You know, it's going to be a difficult decision for every parent about what they do this year. And whether they choose virtual or they choose homeschool or they choose in-school, there's no right or wrong decision. It's just right for your family. But what I think parents need to understand is that no matter what they do, their, their child's not going to have the same exact experience that they would have expected a year ago or maybe a year from now. So they're going to have to supplement that. And that's exactly what we're trying to do is fill in the gaps of, you know, they're missing social interaction. They're missing science and math supplements. They're missing college and career readiness. They're mi missing mental health programming. They're missing social and emotional learning. And as hard as our schools are trying, they can't fill all the gaps. So we're working alongside the schools at Girl Scouts to make sure they get that. And our parents need to count on that community of resources to be successful this year. And then you guys, I mean, you're legit teaming up with DISD. You're teaming up with all these nonprofits and working together. So are, is your head spinning, Dr. Hill? I mean, you're about to start school. It's all different than it's ever been. How do I not take the fears that I have and transfer them into my child because they kind of don't necessarily know the difference sometimes. Right. Like there are so many moving parts right now. And I, I know we're all trying to make the best decisions uh, that we can for kids. And so as a school district, you know, we know that every decision that we make isn't just going to fit perfectly with every family. But what we do want to communicate is um, that, you know, however your family chooses to engage in instruction this year, it is your choice, and we are here to support you. That is our number one message that we want to tell parents. And I, I, the thing about that is, like, I feel a little bit, oh, I'm so sorry, teacher, here I am reaching out to you. But you were a teacher. You, you want people to say, hey, what's the theme next week? How can I do some 3D learning, as you called it, where my hands get dirty? What should parents feel empowered to do without feeling like they're bugging the teacher? Absolutely. So right now, teachers and parents have to work together uh, like they have never done before. So I would encourage parents to just be courageous, ask the question. There's there's not a question that's too big. There's not a, there's not a question that's too small. Just ask whatever it is, because if a parent has a gap, 
then a kid may have a gap. So if a parent can really do the front-loading of really understanding the system, the structure that the child is about to enter, they can really help um, internalize that and really uh, contextualize that for the child at home or in face-to-face. This is a perfect time for parents to model such good behavior for their kids because we don't want our kids to think we know everything. We don't want our kids to think we're perfect. We don't want our kids to think that we've got it all handled. We want our kids to see us figure it out, to be curious, to ask mm-hmm. questions, to rely on others in our world, to you know, just to, to sometimes fail and fail forward and learn from that failing. That's, that is what's going to make our world a better place. So if we can use this pandemic as a gift to model the behavior that we want our girls and our and our children to experience and to see and to then learn how to experience themselves or live themselves then we've done a really good thing so you're saying it's actually okay to shed some tears because it is absolutely okay. <laughs> yes but I mean, honestly think about it don't you want your kids to know that that it's okay not to be okay all the time yes we have a, ba- a patch that we do with the meadows mental health policy institute and it's called it's okay to say And what we're teaching our girls is it's okay to have emotions. It's okay to feel. It's okay to be, not feel great all the time. And also, there's no stigma in that. I mean, I've been saying a lot, if there's any gift out of the pandemic, and there are a few, one is that all of us are having mental health challenges. Even if it's just, I know now I have to go for a walk every day and Mm -hmm. be outside and get some sun, otherwise I'm going to lose my mind. For other people, it's much more extreme. But now it's getting a little bit more okay to say, I got stuff going on and I need help managing all of that. And I have a 17-year-old daughter. I want her to see that I don't have it together all the time because mm-hmm. she's not going to have it all together all the time. And yeah. she needs to know that even even her mom can yeah. handle that. I would even add that you know parents need to know that plans are going to change and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, This week is going to look differently than next week. And then maybe you're going to discover a, a really great idea and you're going to kick yourself because you're wondering why didn't you think about that in the beginning, but it's okay. Um, you know, we're going to educate our children differently. We're going to interact with one another differently. And, you know, as things change, it just really teaches us about being flexible um, and just really um, embracing the unknown together mm-hmm. and just seeing where that's going to lead us. No, we need some permission for that. So yeah, permission's you. a great word. Um, <laughs> I also want to ask kind of a funny question, which is I am a lawyer that owns a co-working studio, <laughs> um, a co-working and content studio, trying to teach my children. But some of our actual educators are also, they're educating my children and their own. Do you have any advice for the actual teachers? I, I do look at some of my own children's teachers, and I think you're doing this all day, and you're going to do it for your own family, too. That's got to be Oh, harder. I hadn't actually thought about that. Teachers are showing us what they're made of. Right Boy, now. are they. They are showing us how resilient they are. Um, they are figuring it out, and I, and I don't say that lightly. Uh, we are so indebted to our educators, especially the ones that have children at home. Um, I think, you know, it goes back to the idea that everybody is going to have a plan that works for them. And so some people have um, additional family members that can kind of, you know, take up some of the slack. Some don't. Um, and so the importance of just really just being in the moment, understanding what's in front of you, and just giving yourself permission to make a mistake and to try something again. Um, and so right now our teachers are, are you know, getting gold stars. They are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Five stars. Five gold stars. Teachers are amazing. Yes. And I think even particularly maybe for our teachers who are also teaching their own kids, they've got to rely on community. And so some of the stuff that their kids are going to need to get out of an educational environment, they're going to have to get somewhere else this year. And mm-hmm. that's okay. I mean, 
I know I have over 8,000 volunteers at Girl Scouts, and they're doing that exact same thing. They're trying to supplement whatever our teachers just, when they reach their peak, when they can't do anything else, and we want to be there for those kids as well, and we want to do it in partnership. Yeah, and, and you say getting an extracurricular is huge right now. We've got to have these brain breaks. We have to have an escape. So finding something that's not school, but that might supplement your gap. So this is really like a moment of like massive self-reflection, which is super good and super hard. Right. No, I think that's right. I mean, get to know your kid, right? All of us are at home right now. With our there's kids. a lot of us time. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of us time. And we're learning things about our kids perhaps we didn't notice before because we haven't been with them all the time. And all of a sudden, you know, when yeah. you got talks too much in class, you're like, no, they're fine. But now you're like, oh, my oh God, man, I should talk too much, much in class. Good. Totally. Golly, it's so true. And so now you kind of have a better idea of what your kid needs and what they're not getting and perhaps what they may not get this weird school year. And so find the thing. I mean, maybe your kid is super full of energy and they need a sport. Or maybe your kid is desperately in need of social interaction, so they need to be with their peers through a Girl Scout troop or some other kind of program. Or maybe they're really creative and they don't have an outlet, and so we get them connected to an art program. Whatever it is, you know, they're going to be there's going to be technology. There's going to be sitting in front of computers. So let's find something that's offline. Let's find something that's engaging. Let's find something that's fun. Being a kid has to be fun. So mm-hmm. now make sure all that still connects. Mm-hmm. Something that I noticed even in the spring and throughout the summer uh, was kids really just getting into poetry and getting into raps and, oh. and you know, playing the guitar or just, mm-hmm. you know, expressing themselves in different ways that perhaps the school day didn't allow. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I saw a lot of videos posted on Twitter of our students, and it, and I was really uh, pleased to see how incredible this experience was that kids are able to now express themselves uh, through song. Uh, one student was um, doing a history lesson, and he actually then made a rap about some historical figures. And I, I love it. The baby Lynn manual. Cool. Love yeah. that. <laughs> and that's learning, too. I yes, mean, let's not That's the kind there. of learning you don't forget, actually, that's right. you know? Is when you when you get your hands and yeah, I do think people are discovering new things. But I think it's so fascinating that, you know, ABCs and one, two, threes and algebra and all this stuff matters. But I think it's so interesting and wonderful that DISD's focus is that's great. We need all of that. But let's check in with the kids every morning and let's check in with the kids at the end of every day and ask them the basic questions of how are you, what's going on. But what happens when one of the kids says yeah, I'm lost and my mom's not at home. And what do you do? So our teachers have been trained um, as, as per usual to check on children. But then honestly, during this time, it's just to do some extra checks with, with families and just follow up with kids. We also have counselors on site. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have actually hired additional um, health, um, mental health professionals to help us along the way this year. Um, and so um, just circling back, not ignoring signs that we see and connecting families with the appropriate resource. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot of internal resources in the district, but then we also have a lot of partners um, that we can um, tell parents um, to go take advantage of things that will really help them get over the hump and just help them just be a lot more successful. Kudos to you. I mean, I, you found more people to help at a time when you're just trying to manage everyone's new needs and the family faculty's new needs, the administrator's new needs, the family's new needs, and then you found more. Yes, we, we just knew it was very important that, that um, mental health 
uh, matters because we all just have to be in a good space. In order to learn. Yeah. Or anything yeah. that can happen. And so um, that's just very paramount. Okay. Share with us, Jennifer, some milestones. I know you're going to be speaking specifically on behalf of girls, but give us some milestones. I thought it was interesting what you were telling Jody offline about third grade girls. Can you just kind of give us some generic milestones? Um, because now that we are becoming teachers, you want to be self-aware that they should be hitting some of those. Can you just walk us through a few? Sure. Well, our specialty here at Girl Scouts of Northeast Texas is a lot around STEM. Our commitment is to change the workforce pipeline for the future. And so we built a $15 million STEM Center of Excellence down in South Dallas. It's a 92-acre living laboratory for girls to experience STEM programs. And we partner with DISD, all the school districts, universities, nonprofits, corporations. It's a great space. And what we, why it's important is that girls are learning or they're developing their STEM identity as early as third grade. So third grade is the first exit, gra- exit ramp where girls go, oh, I'm not good at science and math or boys are better at that than I am. And so we need to interact. We need to intervene, actually, as early uh-huh. as kindergarten to start talking to girls about wow. what that future could look like for them. And, you know, girls don't necessarily, um, you know, they, they need to hear how can I change the world with science and math? And so much of how we are going to change the world <laughs> is through science. Hello, and we need scientists right now. I mean, this is everything. Yeah. A lot of times girls think, oh, engineer sits in a, you know, in a... Uh-huh. a office with no windows and they're and not lab anything, interesting, anything interesting. So what we have to do is talk about that. And so we know girls are choosing their future careers as early as eighth grade. So again, the exit wow. ramps that we're seeing all along the way mean that we have to intervene. And schools do that in some ways, but also what I know Girl Scouts can do is we provide this girl-led, hands-on, collaborative working environment that is where girls learn and lead best. So when they come to the STEM Center of Excellence, they're engaging in STEM in a way that even heightens their excitement and awareness mm-hmm. and enthusiasm for science, technology, engineering, math, even more so. And that's why we partner with schools, because we will actually align all of our curriculum with the TEKS. We align with what they're doing in the school. We offer programming in the summer to stem that summer learning loss, which is a big deal right now mm-hmm. because of COVID. So there are so many things along the way where we need to make sure that we're just buffering what our girls are, are experiencing in the school environment. And that's actually a, a really good um uh, thing to mark like exposure like we have hmm. to expose our girls to things that they may not have thought about on their own and so just you know letting them see in life in action um, the possibilities the, of what their own future can hold is just quite remarkable and it's it's something that maybe we take for granted for you know sometimes but it's something that is so important um, we don't know actually some of the jobs that our young ones are totally gonna have you know, in the future because they haven't been created right. yet, right? And so the more exposure we can give to our kids, it just really opens up doors. And what them. we've learned is that girls will, will be more prepared to do anything in the future if they have courage, if they have confidence, if they have character, if they've learned to take smart risks. You know, girls tend to not want to take the risk. Yes. They want. They may want to play mm-hmm. safe. We're going to push them out and have them ride a horse or do a ropes course or do a hard science or math program or activity. And that pushes them to take those risks that will allow them to succeed. So we're always thinking about those kind of milestones around healthy relationships and taking risks and confidence building and self-esteem and, um, you know, empowering girls to help the environment advocate for themselves and others, find their voice, particularly our older girls, finding their voice and what they believe in and what they want to say. And if they have that, 
then whatever crazy career comes along after mm-hmm. the pandemic, um, they'll be ready and able to take it on. It's so true. I think one of the most interesting things, because um, our mother, I do feel like Jody and I have really good confidence. Like we're confident to try things. Le- Here we are, team. Yeah, we, right. we tried this, okay, this late. Um, but uh, really trying, aren't we, Jodes? But I would say that I remember after I had my first son, I said, what is the number one thing I got to get right? Like, what do I need to get right? And she goes, it's all in his confidence. It's all it, when he leaves for college, you just need to ask yourself one question. Does he feel good about himself? So boy or girl, right. how do we make our kids feel confident when they have heard their parents go, oh, I can't believe school and I this and this is what's happening and political this. There's just so much stuff. How do we make our kids feel confident that we're going to do this? This is going to be a good school year and uh, I might be your teacher again for a little bit, but um, you're going to love it and this is going to be great. How do how do we instill how do you make confidence? Feel confident yeah. about being a teacher. Yeah. yeah. I really think it's important to check in with our kids, involve them in the conversation. Just ask them, hey, are you worried about anything? Is there anything you might be a little anxious about? Are you fearful possibly? And trying to get ahead of that as a parent can really help. Um, parents are going to have all their own private conversations. And I, and I really think and I would encourage parents to keep those conversations private separate from, mm-hmm. their, from their kids and really just um, be open-ended when you go to your mm-hmm. kids so you don't lead your kid in, you know, one way or the other. So just checking in with them, and then you can really have a true conversation about what this will look like. And, you know, it may be, Mommy is going to be your teacher again. So how do you feel about that? Oh, I would love to record that answer. And I, I think that's really something. Uncut. That's really, our parents have got to know that they set the tone. And so mm-hmm. whenever they say the kids feed off of that, it's just so important. And so have that positive energy toward whatever's coming and, and that enthusiasm and all of that. But again, even though you may lose it, and that's okay, that's a learning moment. But I also think it's important for us, particularly our girls, to stretch them and to give them challenges, particularly when they're home. I mean, they can do uh-huh. chores. They can do things. They can share life skills. responsibility. They can also push a little harder on their school activities. You know, we don't want them just to achieve. We want them to stretch themselves and challenge themselves and be even better. And that builds confidence. When you try something that you didn't think you could do and then you blow it out of the water yeah. or you even just check the box, I did it. You can now say, I can do that. And that is a big deal for a young person to be able to say they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as a former Girl Scout, I absolutely brought that into my adulthood. Like, just the idea that I can problem solve on my own. I can figure it out. And if I make a mistake, it's okay because I've actually learned from that. And so, um, you know, my mother was my, my troop leader. And so That's awesome. th- that was great. But it also let me just have all these experiences with, with uh, p- you know, kids that were like me and kids that weren't like me. And mm-hmm. so um, you're really talking about something that hits home with me. Um, Girl Scouts helped me find, find my boundaries. And the only way to find boundaries is to really know mm-hmm. who you are. Boundaries are so hard. Good for you. I might need to become a Girl Scout again. I'm actually considering removing you from all my documents. If anything happens to me, Scott, I think you're going to take Helen. You guys are getting joint. Yeah, y'all are taking Helen here. Yeah. I was going to ask you when you were talking about stretching them. I think that another thing that's really weighing on parents. I think you called it the summer slide. What what was your term for it? Summer learning losses. Summer learning loss. We've heard the summer shift or the summer slide. Parents, I do think they're feel like they're going up against a losing battle because there has been this shift and we're starting, but I'm the one starting you, not the, not the skilled educator. And you've given me so much confidence in this. Can you kind of speak to parents for just one second about how you can still stretch them, 
parents, you can stretch yourselves too. I don't there, know. How do I do so it? There's so much that a parent can do, honestly, in this experience. But I also think that, you know, I'm much less worried about this this fall than I was in the spring, right? Mm. I mean, teachers were not prepared for the yeah. spring. All of a sudden, we're having a pandemic and we can't go to school tomorrow situation Correct. that we were in. Right. And, I, and I have a son in college who his professors, some of them were like, I just don't know what to do, so we're not going to do anything. That's not going to happen this fall. This fall, they've been preparing. They're ready. Mm -hmm. They have technology platforms. So I feel like we can lean on our teachers certainly more this fall than we could before. But in addition to that, parents, I mean, again, you know, just being in the house, you know, baking a cake together is allowing them to do math and their science in that. Going outdoors, um, having them do chores uh, gives them accountability and responsibility. All the elements of the social and emotional learning, the um, the character building that we want for our kids. I mean, we get like an eagle's eye view of that right now when, you know, in the past we were running off to something or the other thing and we might have, you know, seen it and kind of brushed by it. But now we get an opportunity to be really aware and really in it, yeah. really in it. Yeah. And parents are going to really experience something different than mm -hmm. they did in the spring. I mean, in the spring yeah. we were really off mm -hmm. just trying to figure it out together. Most of us went home for spring break. Uh, with the idea of, well, we'll just be off a couple of weeks, we'll be back, and, mm -hmm. you know, um, it didn't turn out that way, obviously. And so um, we have really um, ramped it up with providing technology for every student in the district, and so we can take that off their plate. You know, we, we are wanting to make sure that our kids can engage with us. And so it's a, a iPad for all of our pre-K through second grade students and then a Chromebook for all of our three through 12th grade students. And, and hot so spots for everyone. Wow. And hot spots for everyone. Just Incredible, to right? Take away that worry for parents mm -hmm. so they can really focus on more of the interactions at home. And making it what you guys call 3D learning, which is getting your hands dirty. Okay, so parting thoughts. Finish this sentence. The year of 2021, 2020-2021 school year is blank. We believe it can be blank. What are you going to say? I believe the year 2021 uh, can be full of hope. It can be full of what tomorrow will bring as long as we are together. I think school year 2021 is going to be an experience like none other, but it can be a great experience if you surround yourself by great people, by community, by resources, and just take this opportunity to engage with your kid in a way that perhaps you never were be able to before. And I think back to the spring when we had no idea what was happening in our world, and I think we've all sort of settled down into yes. this new normal a little bit. So maybe we can take a deep breath and engage and interact with our kids in a little bit different way that we didn't feel calm enough to do in the spring. I love it, Jody. We're going to be great. We're going to be great parents and teachers. We've got calm. this. I'm going to be calm. I'm not going to worry about the mess. Um, I'm not going to yell. It's going to be a great year. We're going to bake a cake. We're going to bake a cake, and I'm going to have to look up how to do common denominators, and then I'll teach it. <laughs> no, y'all are so great. Thank you so much for coming in this late studio. This is amazing. You guys are two powerhouse women, and we're all Girl Scouts in this room, and we love that. Absolutely. Love it. Yeah, I need to go find my sash. Yeah, Jess. Right. Okay. <laughs> Slate it. it.